This is the Bloomberg Market Minute on 700 WLW. There, Mr. Bellinger. My email decided to go really, really slow right now. All right, one more job market preview ahead of the release. Investors are nervous. Yeah, a lot of nervousness on Wall Street right now. uh, Barring a major Friday rally, stocks are on track now for a third straight losing week. And a big surge today seems unlikely with the new unemployment report on the way at 8.30. It's expected to show that job growth remains strong in August. Investors fear that unless we see some signs soon that the economy is slowing, the Federal Reserve will announce another three-quarters percent interest rate hike later this month. And soon could be time for a booster shot party. Yeah, Moderna and the Pfizer-BioNTech joint venture both say their new COVID booster shots are ready to go and should be available nationwide in a matter of days. The Centers for Disease Control has signed off on the rollout of the new vaccines. These uh, new shots target the most common variants of the coronavirus. All right, and then uh, Starbucks has a new chief executive. Tell me all about it. All right, they've ended their search, Laxman Nara Simon, uh, currently the CEO at Reckitt Benkiser, will take over the top job at the coffee company on October 1st. Howard Schultz returned to lead Starbucks while it looked for the new permanent leader. He plans to continue in an advisory role. Good for him. All right, then, futures. All right, uh, just narrowly mixed as we wait for that jobs report. S&P futures are up a fraction. The Nasdaq futures are down 16 points. Dow futures are up eight. From Bloomberg, I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. The time is 810. It's Friday morning, 700 WLW. Maybe you'd like to go to the movies this weekend. To that end, we bring in Kevin Carr of FatGuysAtTheMovies.com. Talk about all the possibilities. Kevin Carr, good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you. As far as what's uh, at the movies, which we'll get to later, you can see for cheap, uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Looks like it's uh, kind of interesting. It was a Sundance winner. Tell me more. Yeah, this is a mockumentary. Uh, It's about a pastor and his wife uh, who had faced uh, some misconduct allegations. And they had this big Southern Baptist uh, megachurch in Atlanta that they had to shut down during the scandal. And it's them trying to start it back up. Uh, Now, the, the, the writers and directors are these twins, and they had grown up in the Southern Baptist sort of megachurch culture uh, mm. in Atlanta. So... Uh, they're they're pulling from their personal experience now. Ultimately, even though it does kind of skewer what's going on in this particular situation, there is a certain degree of optimism of saying, "Hey, if there's problems here, you can always go somewhere else." So it's not a complete takedown of religion, but it does show where uh, it, this this preacher gets kind of caught up in the glamours and the avarice of of uh, of prosperity gospel and how. Uh, you know, Sterling K. Brown plays the the pastor, and he's uh, he he does like the attention on himself. And uh, Regina Hall plays his wife, and she's sort of the puppet master pulling the strings, and she's trying to get the lifestyle back uh, and the attention back. So it it does show a lot of hypocrisy and 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 where you can really where all that temptation lies right. in there. So I mean, it's it's it, it sometimes pulls its punches a little bit too much, but uh, it's an interesting film especially from the uh because of the the cast that really makes it work 
Well, and it's not like that stuff never happens. Mega churches and people getting caught up in the. I'm trying to think, as a pastor in the past half half a year, last six months, so well, taking I mean, taking his congregation to task for not Joel, ponying up for a new jet. Well, you got like Joel Olstein gets a lot of negative press for this. You got you know going back to the you can always sing the favorites with you know Kenneth Copeland or something like that. Uh, they're, they're always showing up in the news and. Um, you know, at any time there's money involved, people can really get sucked into that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and not be, let's just say, not be on the up and up. So did you like it? Well, how many stars do you give Honk for Jesus? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it three because I think of the performances. The Sterling K. Brown and particularly Regina Hall are, are very good in it. Uh, like I said, I, I think it pulls its punches sometimes, but it does do some interesting interesting things in it it's not a perfect movie it certainly has its uh it, it's it's slow parts and stuff but um especially knowing the background of the, the the people putting it together knowing they came from that uh from that culture right. and i mean it is it's it's uh it's a black uh southern baptist thing so i think sometimes it it, it hobbles itself by uh, with the racial thing because the certainly the prosperity gospel and the fleecing of congregations you know that's that's, that's a multiracial kind of endeavor. Blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a colorblind <laughs> endeavor by a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, you said it's not a perfect movie. Name the perfect movie. Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, you no, know, I... Jaws is pretty perfect. That's coming back to theaters this weekend. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool. What we can touch on that now. In fact, it's yeah. it's back in IMAX in 3D. Now, is there some technology where you can change that? Because I would think it would have to be filmed in. Typically 3D, but it was not. No, so they, what do they do? They have a post-conversion process that they've used actually quite a bit uh, in Hollywood, and they did that. And the reason this is interesting is because Spielberg, I mean, obviously, eventually started directing stuff in 3D, but they released they re retro-converted uh, Jurassic Park about 10 years ago, the original, into 3D, and, and I thought it actually really worked as a 3D movie, even though Spielberg was not shooting it in that sense. Uh, that just shows the kind of depth he uses as a director. So they are releasing that in 3D. I think they're bringing back this weekend uh, the uh, the Spider-Man movie is going to be back in theaters. Um, th this is normally uh, September, and in particularly Labor Day weekend, is a slow time for movies. So they're trying to goose sales by doing a, a, a National Cinema Day on tomorrow, on Saturday, you can get $3 tickets to movies, even an IMAX movie or a 3D movie. Uh, ticket sales for AMC and Regal and some other chains. Yeah. Uh, and some of them are even doing like special deals, like $3 on soda and popcorn. So, you know, you don't have to mortgage your house to go get snacks in the movie. I'm brain cramping on the name of the captain of the, of the boat in in Jaws. What's his name? Oh, Quint. Yes. Quint. That was a Quint. Played Quint's, by Robert Shaw. Yeah. Quint sliding into the shark's mouth in yes. 3D would be a little bit intense. Be, Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. That's right. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, what was the other one? Oh, on uh, Netflix has Rings of Power, right? Or is uh, it's, it's on Prime. Prime, it's on Prime. Prime. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, this is that took off in a big way. It should. I mean, it's a very, very expensive undertaking for uh, for Prime. It is extremely expensive, and it shows. I mean, I will say, you see it on the screen. You know, whereas if you're watching like House of the Dragon on HBO Max with uh, the Game of Thrones prequel, uh, that one's a little heavier and grim, and it, it, it you really don't see the flash 
on screen. You do see that in, in, in Rings of Power. It takes place several thousand years before the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it sort of tells the the background of some of the elves and and how they were fighting Sauron. Sauron's sort of like a cockroach. He shows up in all these things. You never get rid of him. He's always the bad guy. And it's it's taking place thousands of years before as they're going to forge the rings of power. Now, if you're not a Tolkien aficionado, it is a lot of setup and you, you do need to pay attention because, you know, they're building a whole new world. Um, I mean, some of the, 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 the things are, you know, recognizable humans and orcs and, and elves and dwarves and hobbits, but all these new characters you got to sort of set up. You do need the golf cart to keep track of everything. Thousands of years before, that makes it like a super pre-prequel. Well, yeah, but I mean, the elves are immortal. So you have Gladrail, who is played uh, by Kate Blanchett in the Lord of the Rings movies. You have a younger version of her. You got a younger version of Elrod in there. Um, so uh, it's the times a little bit different when it comes to the Lord of the Rings yeah. series. Wasn't last week like the lightest week at the box office in X number of years? I mean, the, whatever was number one pulled in like nine million bucks or something. It was nothing. Yeah, it was, I think, the slowest weekend we've had since January. Um, but, then, but that's not uncommon. Usually around this time of year, because everyone's going back to school, uh, Labor Day has always been right around Labor Day has always been slow for movies. Uh, last year we didn't get that because you had Shang Chi come out at Labor Day and that was a big hit. But you go historically, um, the, the things do slow down in the theaters. But right now I think what it is is that the studios are trying to figure out. They know they can do the tentpole releases. They can release Top Gun and Jurassic Park and uh, and 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 Marvel movies. But they don't know which ones they can release in theaters or on streaming because they still want to pump stuff in the streaming service. I mean, even Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is in theaters, but it's also on Peacock if you have a subscription to that. So yeah. they're still trying to figure out. And it's not even the pandemic. It's more streaming came of age during the pandemic. And now everyone's trying to figure out uh, how things are going to be going uh, as we move forward. Sure. All right. Big news is $3 tickets. At some theater right. chains, including AMC, over the weekend. That's big. Yeah. All right, Kevin Carr, that's all we got. That's all we need. But uh, you have more at fatguysatthemovies.com. Feel free to check that out, and we will talk again next week. How's that work? Right. Sounds good to me. All right. Adios, sir. Next at 819, let's talk to Chuck, see what the traffic is doing right now. <laughs> Chuck, what's happening right now? Right now, there's problems outside the windows from uh -oh. the yes, sir. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, providing our region with the most advanced treatments for brain, spine, and nerve conditions. There's an accident just above Montgomery Road in Kenwood. The right lane's blocked, and that's enough to back traffic to Red Bank. You're looking at an extra 15 minutes to get into Blue Ash. Southbound 71 slows just a bit below Pfeiffer to that wreck. Northbound. 75, that's now clear through the cut in the hill approaching downtown. Southbound 75 remains heavy through Lachlan. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700, WLW. All right. Of course, we can't see out our windows anymore because we, well, we don't have any and we move. But uh, uh, Cooper's Hawk had an issue earlier, which I guess just quieted down and went away all by itself. There were a lot of uh, fire equipment out there for a while. Uh, forecast for the weekend, not perfect, but not bad today. Uh, we got some you know, lack of clouds out there now, but it's supposed to be a much more cloudy day with a high rate around 87. Uh, overnight, we're down to 67. Then we have the chance of the scattered storms.
on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. A little bit cooler, 84 Saturday, 83 Sunday, same on Monday. And uh, keep your fingers crossed for fireworks, Riverfest, and all that stuff. And uh, the temp right now, 66 at 700 WLW. I've hated him since the first time she brought him home. He's a good boy. He was just a little nervous. Nervous? He stank. He didn't even know how to use a fork and a knife. Well, he's going to be family soon. Not if I could help it. Not if I could help Not it. Not if I could help My it. My daughter's marrying Bigfoot, the podcast. There are a lot of shows to listen to these days. Make sure it's a show worth your time. I suggest The Scott Sloan Show. I face the same problems you do. So let's talk about them and have a little fun along the way. Check out Sloney this morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And be sure to catch his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This report is sponsored by the Our American Stories podcast. Climbing Mount Everest wasn't always a guaranteed success, especially in the... Me too. All right, what have we got? 826 almost at 700 WLW. On a Friday morning and uh, the Prez last night in Philadelphia was kind of uh, laying into a slew of Republicans... And, yeah, pretty much trying to turn the, the midterms where Trump is not running into a referendum on Trump. Don't let that happen. And he had a lot to say about MAGA Republicans. Labeled as extreme and a serious threat to American democracy, and that allegation is just driving me nuts. There is not a threat to American democracy. Well, there is. China might be a threat to American democracy. Russia, with nukes, might be a threat to American democracy. Um, people attacking the Capitol with uh, sticks are not a threat to American democracy. Uh, New York Times notes that uh, aides suggested ahead of time Biden might not actually name Trump in the speech, but he did a number of times, and trying to draw a distinction between MAGA Republicans and mainstream Republicans. But still, I mean, if you're a MAGA Republican, you were never going to vote for him and probably any Democrat anyway. I get that. But still, when you say you're going to run as a uniter, you shouldn't do things like this. Among things he said, Donald Trump, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. They should poll the MAGA Republicans and ask them if they're threatening the very foundations of our republic. So MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there's no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. I would love to see the poll that says that's what these people stand for. I would think if you talk to the, not just a MAGA Republican, but somebody who attacked the Capitol, and say, are you opposed to contraception? I would think almost none would say no. Um, are you opposed to a right to privacy? They wore masks. At least some did. No right to marry who you love. I don't know where the poll would come out on that. Probably they're in no position to take it back, put it that way. You're talking about a very mi minority of half, you know, half. I can't say half the country is Republican. Maybe 40% is Republican, and it's a smaller percentage of that. They're not going to change anything. Um, that equality and democracy are under assault. But I don't see where. History tells us blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. I would say history does show that. And if most Americans were doing that, I would say you'd have a threat to democracy. But again, it's a rather small percentage of people. 
trying to think off the top of my head how many people actually attacked the Capitol that day. I mean, it was a few thousand. A few thousand in a nation of 330 million. And figure, you know, 40% of those are Republican. It's still a minuscule. Most people who watched that on TV were amazed and appalled. And I'm sure some people cheered them on from their Barca lounger or whatever. But most Americans, most Republicans, most conservatives were appalled by the whole thing. And the only part of it that appalls me is spineless politicians who can't speak up when people actually did try to attack them in their workplace. I mean, even if you side with people who believe that the, you know, the election was stolen, you still have no business shrugging off the idea that people attacked the capital of the United States. Where you work, and you were there, and they had to move you to safety, and you can't bring yourself, you, you don't have the, the cojones to even say that, to condemn that. There are just way too many spineless Republicans for me anymore, but I don't really have anywhere else to go except my typical libertarian leanings when I have to. So we're coming up on 8.30. We will have uh, Beer Dave in the next half hour. Join us at about 10 till. And uh, a lot going on in this town in the world of beer. We'll lay it out for the weekend. Lots for you and me to do. 8.30, WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. This is the 830 Report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, he's a former Marine and was a cop in New York City. Wore his department-issued bulletproof vest and carried his NYPD-issued gun to the Capitol. On January 6th, Thomas Webster started a brawl with officers at the barricades, screaming expletives and berating the Capitol Police, repeatedly pushing down the barricades, and then swung a flagpole at one of the officers and tackled another. Yesterday, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison. A judge issuing the longest sentence yet to a member of the mob, former New York City police officer and U.S. Marine Thomas Webster. He now faces 10 years in prison for his actions that day. In total, nearly 250 people have been sentenced for their roles in the attack. The former president is fiercely defending them, saying in a new interview that he is financially supporting some of those facing charges and that he would consider pardoning them if reelected. That's ABC's Mary Bruce reporting. The FBI continues to try to identify people still seen in those videos and still has hundreds more cases to prosecute. Now the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, the UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, providing our region with the most advanced treatments for brain, spine, and nerve conditions. Northbound 71 continues to be a slow go above Red Bank due to an accident above Montgomery Road in Kenwood. They're on the right-hand side. Southbound slows between Pfeiffer and Montgomery Road. Southbound 75, couple of extra minutes needed through the Lachlan split. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Clouds will start to increase today, getting us back to a mostly cloudy sky and temperature wise running a little warmer as well. High of 87 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight down to 67. And then for Friday, the stretch of dry days is over. We will see scattered showers and thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high ends up at 84, and we'll see a similar forecast as well for Sunday. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning Meteorologist Jennifer Ketchmark, News Radio 700 WLW. Sunny right now, 65 degrees in Cincinnati. A quick update on the woman who was walking on I 75 just south.
south of East Galbraith Road and was hit this morning. Now, her name and condition haven't been released, but the highway has reopened. It uh, actually uh, was opened up uh, pretty quickly, so we're hoping she's going to be okay. The Ohio State Highway Patrol is planning to focus on impaired driving over this Labor Day weekend. Governor Mike DeWine is urging Ohioans to plan ahead, designate a sober driver. The state saw 17 fatal uh, crashes over the uh, holiday last year. Motorists are encouraged to report dangerous or possibly impaired drivers to Ohio State Highway Patrol. And if you're getting away by air, here's more from Matt Reese. It is mask optional if you're flying this weekend. Look around here and we see several people wearing them. Mindy Kirshner with Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport not expecting an overwhelming number of travelers. About 120,000 in and out of CVG this holiday weekend. That's actually a recovery back to Labor Day 2019 levels. Destinations this holiday weekend are no surprise. We see a lot of folks going to the West Coast, Seattle, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. A lot of people go to Denver. Um, And then East Coast, New York City, Miami, Florida, and Orlando. I'm Matt Reese, News Radio 700 WLW. In other news, a man's been arrested and charged with raping a 90-year-old woman in a nursing home here. Police arrested 35-year-old Paris Ross after the resident's daughter saw marks and scars on the elderly woman who lives at Hyde Park Health Center Assisted Living. He'll be arraigned this morning. DNA has tied a Kentucky man to a rape case from 15 years ago. Police arrested Ian Angel. He's now in the Kenton County Jail faces charges of beating a woman till she passed out and raping her at a Fort Mitchell Super 8 motel. And uh, Richmond, Indiana, police officer Sierra Burton shot in the head during a traffic stop three weeks ago was taken off life support in Dayton yesterday. The police chief says she is still with us and her family is spending precious time with her. Meanwhile, dozens of law enforcement officers showed their support for her uh, at Miami Valley Hospital on Honor Walk as the 28-year-old was taken off life support. The mayor there in Richmond says an update on her condition will be made by the police chief. I'm Sandy Collins. Our next update at 9 o'clock on News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming on September 24th. It's your chance to win a new Ford F 150. So let's love it together. This is the Bloomberg Market Minute on 700 WLW. You should have a big number for us here. The employment report. What number were the experts expecting? They were expecting just under 300,000 workers, and uh, job growth was a little stronger than expected last month. 315,000 workers were added to non-farm payrolls, but the nation's unemployment rate rose two-tenths of a percent. It's now at uh, 3.7 percent. That uh, suggests that workforce participation is improving, and the stock market apparently likes uh, these numbers. Uh, Futures have turned higher. How about that? Uh, Gatorade been around for a long time. A new version is on the way. Yeah, you'll be able to uh, hydrate and get an energy boost from a new sports drink. Gatorade has developed a caffeinated version of its signature drink. It will be called Fast Twitch. A 12-ounce bottle will contain 200 milligrams of caffeine, no sugar. National Football League players will have it available this season, so you can talk to your favorite Bengal. Maybe he's had some, but uh, it will be in stores starting in February. And the 12-ouncer is smaller than most ga- bottles of Gatorade. That could have to yeah, do with be. shrinkflation a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. 
All right, and you can also own a tote. I'd love one, just like Serena Williams. <laughs> That's right. Tennis fans apparently have been admiring the giant orange tote bag that Serena Williams has been carrying around at the U.S. Open, so they may want to know where they can buy one for themselves. It's a Nicolo bag developed by Kimberly Pucci of Newport, Rhode Island. It's available at the designer's website for only $1,950. Won't get them while they're cheap, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's it. All right, how about futures one more time? All right, they are higher now. The S&P futures are up 29 points. NASDAQ futures are up 94, and the Dow futures are up 184. From Bloomberg, I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. All right, we're at 841, 700 WLW. We'll have Beer Dave along with us in uh, 10-ish minutes. On the subject of beer, we're talking about Jaws earlier because it's out in 3D now. Benny and Dayton says Narragansett beer is the one that Quint was uh, drinking on the on the ship, uh, or the boat rather, and crushing the cans. And uh, it is out again, available in some areas in the retro 1975 Jaws can. And the 12-pack here shows that logo of Jaws, the, the shark at the bottom of it, Narragansett beer. A bit of history. In 1975, it was the official beer with the Red Sox when the Reds beat them in the World Series. It gives it a thumbs up as a very drinkable beer, so bear that in mind. More beer news on the way, of course. First, read something pretty interesting earlier this week. It has to do with uh, income inequality and the fact that that's not so much the problem. It's income equality that's the problem. What could you mean by that? You divide the earners in this country into... Uh, into quintiles, so 20 lowest 20 percent, and 20, 20, 20 until you get to 100 percent. And the lowest 20 percent is comprised of people who, on average, make six thousand nine hundred forty-one dollars, so close to seven thousand dollars on average. And 36 percent of them are employed. So that's the number you tend to get from the government, which shows the the difference in uh, income inequality. What they don't count, and I've pointed this out before, is they don't count transfer payments that go to those people. Whether it's help with rent, whether it's WIC, whether it's food stamps, whatever the case may be. But on average, those $6,900 households end up with 48806 on average. 48806 If you're in the second quintile, on average... You earned thirty-one eight eleven. Eighty-five percent of them are employed, but after transfers and taxes, you make about fifty thousand four ninety-two. So you're only making two thousand more than somebody who's not working at all. If we wonder why more and more people aren't back in the workplace, it's because you can do pretty well not working, about as well as if you did forty-eight thousand versus fifty thousand. Then in the third quintile, after taxes and transfers, uh, you have 61350 which is just 26% more than the people who are not working at all. The income equality is the problem here. Well, then on top of that, when you throw somebody's salary out there, let's say make $250,000. That may get two hundred. It's easier. $200,000. That's a nice living. But they don't point out that they're paying taxes. Only 50% of the people in the country pay taxes, the other or income taxes. The other half do not. So those, if you're getting $200,000 uh, between your income tax 
Medicare, Social Security, you're giving up at least 30, conservatively 30% of your income is going to taxes, probably 35, but say 30. So the person making 200,000 is actually making 120, which is still not bad, but they're not making 200,000. They're making 120,000. So they're making double what the people are in the third quintile. You're only making three times as much as the people who don't work at all. If you're making $200,000. And that's the problem with getting people back to work. Is you can do too well by not working. And you never hear anybody saying we should do something about that. Nobody wants to say, we have to take some money from the poor. And wages are going up. They've been going up, you know, certainly post-pandemic they've been going up. And it's a pretty sizable, like 13% or something. There's been a huge leap in wages, plus people adjusting the minimum wage up to $15 an hour. I think it's California that's pushing for $22 an hour as a minimum wage. And they cite specifically people who are working in, uh, in fast food. So the next time the numbers come out, and they will... And you'll hear that uh, people in the top quintile are making five times as much as the poor or those in the lowest quintile. It's not true. You do quite well. You're going from just about $7,000 a year to $48,000 a year in the lowest. These are all averages, averages, by the way. And then they don't include the taxes paid by those at the top. And the spread is not anywhere near what the government would say it is. So just bear that one in mind the next time the numbers come out. In fact, I'll run them the next time the numbers come out because we're about due to hear about it uh, again. All right. Well, thank you. Time is 846. And let's check traffic. Chuck is standing by with the freshest and the latest. Ah, yes. And did you check out the blog, those two guys that look alike? That <laughs> yeah, that's pretty scary. <laughs> they are dead on. <laughs> you and just happen to be going to a hotel in Vegas. Yeah, you're in the in the pool, <laughs> and you run into a guy that looks exactly like you. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're built the same, same beard, same glasses, even a silver hat. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, that's pretty wild. So check that out. What was the other one? There were a couple of things on there. I was going to mention, it's times like this, the guy who breaks five world records in 24 hours. Number one, no, he doesn't. He makes a shot. This is in basketball. Five different basketball-related world records. He makes what he's calling the longest shot ever made, and he does it from the tunnel out to the court. So it's full court plus tunnel. Hmm. But I've seen a video out there where somebody makes a shot from the top level of a stadium to a hoop that's, I don't think it's at midfield, but it's, anyway, it's a much longer than from the tunnel to the other end. But somehow they give this guy five world records. He missed a lot in 24 hours. <laughs> that's my point. He missed a lot. And did but you he, want to mention the golf course Yeah, again? the most dangerous golf course in the world <laughs> is on there. It's in Africa, and on the par five, uh, a bunch of lionesses took down a giraffe, were then run off by a pack of hyenas, and somehow you're supposed to play around that. But you, <laughs> you sign a waiver that you understand you could get attacked or eaten on this golf course. And I can see why it's only nine holes. You don't want to stick around any longer than that. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, those three things all were all worth checking out on the blog. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, the UC Gardner Neuroscience Institute, providing our region with the most advanced treatments for brain, spine, and nerve conditions. Northbound 71, crews continue to work with an accident above Montgomery Road in Kenwood. Right side's blocked off, traffic backs up to Stewart. And southbound 71 slows a bit above the Reagan Highway into Kenwood. couple of extra minutes needed southbound 75 through Lachlan, and that's what's left of the slow traffic this morning. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. All right, forecast for today. Clouds will build. We'll get up to 87. Overnight tonight, kind of muggy at 67. And then for the weekend, we got a chance of uh, scattered showers and or storms each day. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's uh, 83, 84 all three days. And it's 67 now, 700 WLW. Hey, kids, time for another great story from Uncle Willie's big book of great Americans. Today, my fellow Americans, it's C.V. Bennett, a designer for a sportswear company in the 1870s. Back then, bicycle jockeys would zoom up and down painful cobblestone streets making deliveries and suffer painful groin injuries. Oh, that hurt. That is until C.F. Bennett designed the jockstrap, which kept privates safe and secure. So the next time you bind your boys in a jock, give thanks to C.F. Bennett, a great American like me. You can be a great American, too. Listen to Bill Cunningham today at 12 noon on 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by The Truth with Lisa Booth podcast. What does the political landscape look like heading into the midterm elections? We're going to ask Robert Cahali of the Trafalgar G. Cincinnati. Okay, so we're going to be Dave. Our friends at Fibonacci are finalists in the National Sam Adams Competition. Uh, one of five finalists, and I didn't know Sam Adams had a competition. Uh, let's see, one of five finalists for the next top craft brewer. Fibonacci's a nice place, and I've mentioned this before. They have a nice beer garden area, lawn area off to the side, big trees, lots of shade. And they had like a petting zoo the last time I was there. But uh, let's see, it'll be on the 7th of September. That's coming up. Craft beer, crafting dreams, beer bash in New York City. And Dave, are you with me? I'm with you, Mike. I got you now. This is good news for Fibonacci. I mean, it's not like there are 50 finalists. There are a grand total of five. What happens if they win? So, uh, they will get uh, brought in sort of under Sam Adams' uh, marketing umbrella to sort of get some experience uh, that you can't really get otherwise unless you're owned by them. And so this will really be a nice little sock in the arm for this couple that uh, has really weathered a lot of stuff uh, to keep themselves afloat. And it's a great place to get to if you haven't been there. Yeah, it is. Uh, Bob and Betty Zabalas, is that their last name? Correct. Looks like it, yeah. All right, we wish them the best of luck. We'll find out by next week what happens. Then, Fretboard's going to be at this Factory 52, which is going to be a pretty cool development when it's done in Norwood. It's on the grounds of the old U.S. playing card um, factory company. And uh, they are moving in, but when? Uh, they should move in in the spring of uh, 2023. They are just going to operate a tap room. They're not going to brew there, but uh, High Wire out of Asheville, North Carolina, they are going to operate a small brewing operation. So we'll have two, uh, two brewery uh, venues here. And cool thing, they're going to have this huge fireplace in the middle of this area, which I'm assuming will be like a Dora district where you can 
get your product to, to consume from one of the local restaurants or breweries and just step out around the fireplace. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Looks like it's going to be a great development when it's done. And then stepping aside from beer, unfortunately, we have uh, margaritas in a can coming from, among others, our friends at Carrick and Spirits. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, Mazanuti, uh, uh, maybe. Um, this is the, the Taqueria, which is a Mexican restaurant which has operations in downtown and also Madisonville. And they were trying to get away from their bottled versions of their margaritas and partnered up with uh, Carrican to uh, package and, uh, and produce this for them. So kind of cool to be a way for them to get into Kroger and UDF and some other areas where they're able to sell some canned cocktails, which uh, obviously is a growing uh, yeah. growing category. I guess Mazunte is what I would call it. Mazunte. Look for it. It's a gro neighborhood grocer. Then we have uh, a beer can collection Beer Can and Brewery Collection Show coming up, and it's going to be held at Wiedemann right there in St. Bernard. When is this? So this is Sunday. This was, uh, we kind of threw this together pretty quick. We found out that they're going to have a tent uh, set up in the back for an event on Saturday, and uh, they're going to offer us the use of the tent. So if it does uh, rain a little bit, uh, we'll be under a tent, uh, under the big top, essentially, Yeah. Uh, with this so uh this will be sunday morning from uh, 9 a.m until 1 p.m uh, right there in the back uh, back side of Wiedemann. all right either check out collectibles or bring your collectibles and see what happens then 50 west with a new beer home sweet home it's a brown ale haven't they done this before yeah they just brought it back out this is one of their fall releases this is their sweet potato brown ale brown ales are such a such a great style, and uh, this is just a unique little spin on it where instead of being pumpkin spice, they uh, instead make it with some sweet potatoes. So it gives it a, a little more uniqueness uh, than uh, the, than uh, the pumpkin spice uh, scenario. I know, I know. Some of the pumpkin spice stuff, I think, was out by the end of July. Talk about jumping the season. Some stores have their Christmas trees up now. <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> the pumpkin ale and pumpkin beers came first. All right, well, and an anniversary. There's always an anniversary, Dave, isn't there? This time it's our friend at uh, friends at Grain Works, and it's number five for them. Yeah, I did 